I was an engineer and in 2008 lost my job due to the economic collapse. Jobs were scarce. I didn't know where to turn to get help updating my resume. Online services and coaches charge hundreds, even thousands of dollars. I took matters into my own hands and learned how to craft interview-winning resumes. Shortly later, I landed a job with a Fortune 500 company. I have helped many achieve similar success. Now I share my tips to create interview-winning resumes, interviewing excellence, and high-performance growth strategies on my podcast, Career Growth Made Easy. Hey there, and welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your faithful host, Craig Ansell. We are at episode 117, saying, I don't know is okay. That title, saying I don't know is okay, came about after working with some recent students, talking about resumes and offering interview tips, as well as talking to some local recruiters in Central Florida, I look, you know, I'm looking back at the episodes last few and all the way back to one four, excuse me, one thirteen. We started talking about interview questions, how to answer common interview questions. That's a great show. If you haven't listened in, go back to that. Then on one fourteen, we let you know in-person interviews are back. If you need to dust off your interviewing skills and polish up, that would be a great show for you to get back ready for in-person interviews. And then 115 took us into pay rate versus pay range, maximizing your money. I talked all about the interview process and when your pay offer is likely determined, you might be surprised when it is. Go back and listen, but then also offered some tips how you might be able to adjust your pay range and get a higher pay rate. Then finally, 116, we we were concerned about close-minded thinking whether it's your educational title or your job titles. Don't let them define you. So on episode 116, it was titled, Your Job Title Doesn't Define You. So basically, I guess I'm on a kick about interviews, interviewing questions, interviewing techniques. So today's show, saying I don't know is okay, is all about that. Many times, students will tell me they weren't aware that you could say, I don't know in an interview, and also that it's okay. The truth is, it is okay, and it is not going to hurt you, unless that is a majority of your answers. You need to reserve the statement, I don't know, for when it's appropriate. So think about this. You study, you look into the company, You check out potentially their mission and vision statement, some customer reviews about what people say about their customer service, maybe their products or their end service. And you say, man, this sounds really great. I think I might want to work there. I want to be part of that commitment, that that ability to make change in the company and satisfy customers. Then you submit your application, you go through the process, and you get the special head nod. You get the email or the phone call or text that says, congratulations, you've been selected for an interview. It's natural to get butterflies in your stomach, be a little uncomfortable, uncertain. It's something good. It's something you've achieved. So now 
you should probably polish up on your knowledge of the company and polish up on what's on your resume so that there's no hiccups when they ask you questions about your resume, your background and experience, your background for education, any special trainings, possibly volunteering experiences you've had. Speaking of that, I don't know if this is common practice today, but I do strongly recommend it. Bring extra copies in quality paper or on quality paper of your resume when you are um, when you achieve and attend an interview. And don't forget to bring a copy for yourself. If there's a number of people in the room, they might ask you a particular question and you could potentially draw a blank. Another phrase, look like a deer in headlights, right? Just frozen. You don't want that to happen. So having your resume in hand shows that you're prepared. Bringing extra copies helps those that have already reviewed your resume digitally, but may have not brought their copy. And if they do bring up a specific section, you can say, oh, I happen to have a copy here. What particular section are you referring to so that I can expand on it? So use your resume in hand, a printed copy, as a tool when you're in an interview. I think if you haven't been doing that, you'll be glad you did going forward. It helps remove some of the potentials for anxiety, stress, or even fear because you're looking at a document and away from them trying to locate and focus on responding to their question. If there's a particular question that's posed to you that's just unusually challenging, you have no idea what they're asking about, you could do something like, I don't know. But again, reserve how many times you make a statement like that or similar to it. What you could do is say, I'm not quite sure I understand your question. Could you please restate it or rephrase it? Possibly connect it with an example or a story so that I could respond better? So you never know what the questions will be. But if you get one that's particularly challenging, you understand that question, and you know that you don't have any background or experience or education with it, you may just choose to say, I don't know. Now, here's something else that you can do. If there's a particular software skill or uh, educational background item that you don't have strong knowledge in or experience with at all, you could simply say, no, I don't have experience with that software. No, I don't have um, knowledge of that subject. However, while that's a clear statement, short and concise statement, you could also say, however, if I was awarded the position... I would prepare before my first day so that there would be quick onboarding and I would get more familiar with that software or that I would start to get educated on that topic to help ensure a smooth transition into this new role. Companies like that because guess what? It's kind of like a bonus tip, right, for today's show. They see the fact that you're envisioning yourself in the role. It should be out of confidence. It should not be out of cockiness. With humility, you can share what I just suggested and show them that you're envisioning your next steps, the goal, obtaining the job. They'll like the fact that before they even offer you the position, that you're willing to go home on your personal time and learn about their particular software for their company or a particular topic that you had limited or no education on or training on. That usually is a very big win. I've spoken recently as well to recruiters 
and talent acquisition folks in Central Florida. And that's something that they don't hear frequently, but that really gets them thinking. And it's a positive for your interview. So think about that next time and say it if you're serious. So saying I don't know is okay. Well, I love the fact that we can discuss this over a hot microphone and share with you these topics because many people thought it was not all right. Many people thought you had to stumble through an answer. The problem with that, though, the interviewers, if they're experienced, will see you faking it a mile away. You can, you know, trying to get through an answer that you're not familiar with or you have extremely little knowledge on can cause damage to your interview. It can negatively affect the option you have for being provided a job offer. You could start mumbling. You could start using filler words by accident, just trying to fill free space and silence. And then from there, the train is kind of off the tracks. And even, by the way, if you've muttered through an answer and it wasn't that clear and you thought you made it through and you're proud of yourself instead of saying, I don't know, or I'm not familiar with that topic or subject, here's the challenge. Here's the rub. Your interviewing team could come back with follow-up questions and then it really goes off the tracks. So think about that next time you're asked a very challenging question. This is one of the opportunities, one of the areas that you can truly say, I don't know, and mean it. If you catch yourself using that early on in the interview, it's not always a bad thing. Maybe they threw out the hardest questions first to try to catch and see how you could handle that. You could also say, I have a pad of paper and pen with me. Would it be all right if I take a note down on that topic or subject? I would like to research that software when I get home or research that uh, educational area just so I'm more familiar with it in the event that I'm hired. I would be a little more prepared for onboarding. The company generally would allow you to take notes and welcome you for engaging with them and showing your, your proactive nature about things. I do want to tell you, though, that with today's smartphones and technology, we literally have our mobile offices in our pockets. Recruiters alike have said, avoid using your smartphones, tablets, or any other electronic devices to reference or take notes on. I understand, and the recruiters do also, that your intentions were to take notes. It's just too much distraction seeing someone look down at their phone or iPad or watch to enter some notes. A standard pad, pen, and paper. That's all you need to let them know you've brought that to take notes and also reference it when you are taking notes. You'll be glad that you had that with you. It's something tangible and it will help you express the thoughts that you had when you were asked that question, put it down, and kind of get it out of mind, out of sight onto that paper so you can recall it later. If you've ever had challenging questions and didn't know how to answer them during an interview, please send us a note on social media at Craig Ansell for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We'd be happy to discuss that over a future show or respond to you directly with our options for answering. Don't forget, I've worked with a number of Central Florida and U.S. hiring companies from hiring managers and directors to recruiters, talent acquisition, as well as human resource professionals. There are a variety of ways you can be interviewed, there are a variety of ways that your answers can be seen, but in the end, you want to display your best self. In order to do that, I'm recapping from the beginning. 
You need to know about the company that you're interviewing, and there's a number of reasons why. First, you need to know about them so that you can study them, research them, and be prepared to answer questions, as well as know about them, and maybe bring up some topics during the interview to show you did your homework. But second, and this is a critical one, in doing your research, you're also doing research to protect you. Not only do you want to make sure that the role is right for you, you don't want to apply for a role and then find out after you've accepted the job offer and quit your other job that that new role, that new company, isn't everything it was cracked up to be. So interview them while they're interviewing you. Make sure they're a good fit for you. And saying it differently, make sure you're a good fit for them. In closing, Limit your I don't know responses, but be willing to take notes on those questions or areas that you're unfamiliar with. It will go a long way. And if you're not sure, answers to certain interview questions, episode 113 is for you. I even have some bonus content in 113 towards the end that you'll be glad that you listen to because it gives you some great tips on how to nail an interview closing. Also, remember, in-person interviews are coming back. Your people skills, your emotional intelligence, communication skills are critical for success. You may be able to get an interview. You may even get a decent job offer in this form of pay, whether it's hourly or salary. And you might see that as success, especially if you're wanting to leave your existing company because there's, um, you know, bad vibes, a negative or toxic environment. You might consider that a win, and I can see why. But what if you were still going to do that, and you simply polished up your documentation and your interviewing skills ahead of time? What if your pay rate could be on the higher side of the pay range they were going to offer? Take a look at 115, pay rate versus pay range, maximize your money. And also remember, when you interview, while you've held past positions, your titles do not define you. It's your skills, your capabilities, what values you can bring to the table, what you can do for your future employer. There's a phrase that I use when coaching, and it's called with him. Stands for what's in it for me. W-I-I-F-M. Not what's in it for you, what's in it for the hiring company, what's in it from their perspective. Everything that you offer, everything that you upload or submit from day one, the job application, potentially a cover letter, your resume, any follow-up information, your interview, potentially interview follow-up documentation or emails, always remember what's in it for me from the viewpoint of the hiring company. You are being a bit of a salesperson, but that's the whole goal. Sell yourself, sell your skills, sell your resources and capabilities as values to them. You'll be glad that you did because rather than a single pay rate in your mind, there'll be a pay range and you can work towards the higher end of that from the job offer. I appreciate your time. Thank you for staying through to the end of another episode of Career Growth Made Easy, we are closing episode 117, saying I don't know is okay. Have a wonderful week ahead. 
Chat with us on social media at Craig Ansell, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and check out our services and products on my website, craigansell.com. You'll be glad you did.